Hey, it's Kanzano. I appreciate you making this podcast part of your day. Make sure you subscribe if you want more and leave us some feedback. Away we go. Initialize sequence. Welcome to The Baldcast, a production of John Kanzano's Baldface Truth. You've got the home of the truth. Back to The Baldface Truth with John Kanzano on 750 The Game. Oregon State won again last week, beat Washington State. Great defensive performance. They get another opportunity this week at home, Research Stadium, where they are very good. They get Colorado on Saturday. Uh, Jaden Grant, team captain, defensive back, here to talk about it. Hey, how, how does that feel to be part of a defense that, that shuts a team down? You give up 10 points to a very good Washington State offense. Um, it feels good. Uh, to, to have those type of performances, uh, you know, show flashes of, uh, you know, playing at an extremely high level. Um, but for us, we're always looking at what we can improve. And, you know, we feel every game we leave a lot of plays out there. So, you know, we're still looking to play our best ball. I, I had several people tell me that this was your best game. Did you feel like it was your best game as an individual? Uh, no, I don't really look at it like that. Um, you know, I, I try not to focus on the good plays that I have, but really, Reflect on the on the ones that I could do better, um, but uh, you know we won and uh, we played well overall as a defense. So um, you know I'm happy with the way that we played as a team. Yeah, I think it's interesting. I think you talk to a lot of athletes. You always remember the plays you messed up, not so much the because yeah. you you kind of expected make the good plays, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, I think that just goes into you know all your preparation and you know, all the hours uh, that you put in you know into your craft. And so um, you know when. Opportunity meets preparation. You know, those are when big plays happen. So, yeah, you, you definitely expect to make those plays you know, when you get the opportunity. Now, you watched some film of the Colorado-Cal game, I'm sure. And, you know, Colorado got their first win. They're playing with a little better energy than they had early in the season. They're a little dicey. But uh, what did you see on film when you look at them? Yeah, they, I mean, I, I saw I saw the football team, a Pac-12 football team, a lot similar to, you know, the one that we played last year, you know, that beat us. And, you know, every single week when you play in the Pac-12, um, you have an extreme challenge ahead of you, and it's no different this week. Um, you know, I was talking earlier to um, you know media a little bit, and said you know, it kind of reminded me when we were in that spot, you know, back in the day when people didn't really expect much of us. Even that Colorado game when we beat them in 2018, you know, our, our program was kind of you know in a down point, and uh, we still you know managed to, to to come out and win that game. So you can never take a point lightly. Um, they have some playmakers all over the field. It's all on the tape, and uh, we're all, we're just excited for the opportunity. You mentioned, uh, you know, last season you were sitting on five wins. You had the game at Cal. You had to, as I remember, you had to sit the first half in that game because of a targeting call. Then you guys had the game at Colorado. You you dropped both of those. They felt like winnable games. You dropped them both. How much are you guys talking about that this year as you look back and say, hey, take nothing for granted? Uh, we don't we don't talk about it as far as living in the past, but we, we definitely have, you know, brought it up and mentioned it as far as learning from the past. I mean, it goes back to just us being a process-oriented team, you know what I mean, and uh, taking it day by day, rep by rep, you know, just trying to be the best us that we can be every single day. What's the last movie you saw in the theater? The last movie, I, th- I think Top Gun, Maverick. Oh, that's fa- that movie yeah. is fantastic. That movie yeah. made me yeah. want to go sign up and go to the, uh, you know, the Air Force or the uh, Coast Guard or whatever. <laughs> you know, I, 
I was ready, man. I walked out of there. It's like when I saw Rocky and I was shadow boxing on the way out of the theater when I was like 10. <laughs> yeah, I, I went and saw it with Dalen a while back. I've been trying to watch it again. My dad, my dad bought it on Apple TV, and I got his login, so I got to see all his movies. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. But you, that one, it's not quite the same if you if you're not in the theater, unless you have like you got to yeah, get exactly. the get the surround sound hooked up, or how do you do that? Yeah, I mean, I don't have no surround sound, so I'll, I'll just watch it regular. But I'm, I'm glad I got the experience with the movie theaters. All right, uh, uh, this kid Jackson Shellstead, the West Lynn High School basketball player, yeah, star player. Jackson. Yeah, you know him. Uh, he got an NIL deal, all right? So Portland Gear signed, like, high school kids can, can sign NIL deals now and play high school ball. Um, how, do you, how do you think, what do you think of that with high school kids? Or is it, does it have a greater risk? I'm not talking about Jackson in particular because I know the kid. But, you know, high, you as a high school kid, me as a high school kid, I don't know how that would have went over. Yeah, um, I, I don't really know. Um... But for me, I think I kind of still stand, you know, the same way that I did about collegiate athletes as far as, you know, if people have the opportunity to capitalize off their name, image, or likeness, um, I think that, you know, it's a positive. So I think if it's used in the right way, you know, obviously there's education around it, you know, for people at such a young age um, and awareness, I think that'd be the best thing. But um, I, I definitely think it's a positive. All right, you guys, uh, you, everybody's focused on kind of these other games that are going on, and I, I still feel like you're, you're flying under the radar, but you don't mind that, do you? I, I still tell people, I'm like, Oregon State's not out of this conference championship thing. You win out, you probably go into Vegas. You know, we just take it week by week, you know, day by day, like we always say. Um, you know, every, every week the goal is to go one and no. So um, this week we got Colorado. And um, like you said, you know, our goals are still out there in front of us. You know, if we just stay focused on us and stay process-oriented. I, I uh, also, you know, I, I know that sometimes players will go, you know, hey, I haven't beat this team before, or maybe I haven't beat, you know, Colorado. I don't know if you beat Colorado at home in your, in your career. But do you keep track of that stuff? Like, do you remember the games against opponents when they, you know, you you play Washington State last week, did you think about prior occasions that you played Washington State? Well, yeah, Washington State specifically, yeah, I definitely did. And just because I felt like, you know, there's been a few, like, you know, kind of heartbreaking losses to them in the past. So that one felt good to get. But, you know, usually I, I don't. Um, but, you know, you tend to remember things like that after the game. Jaden, uh, it's been uh, it's been fun to watch you guys play. You guys are, I think, turn you've turned a corner where people expect you to win games now. Uh, how does that feel to you, being on the inside when you're getting the respect on the outside? I mean, it, it's cool, but um, you know, at the end of the day, it, it's all about it's all about us, you know, internally and what we think of ourselves. Because you know, at the same time, you know, there's been other moments where you know. People are questioning us and saying this, this, and that. And so, you know, stuff. people can always say whatever they want, whether you're doing good, whether you're doing bad. As long as we focus on us and focus on what we say inside, you know, Oregon State, the entire Oregon State program, um, I, I guess that's just how we operate. Yeah, I, and I think you have to do that. I think for the rest of us, you know, it's, it's a different equation because we're not ask, actually tasked with being part of the game. Jaden Grant is with us, uh, team captain, defensive back, Oregon State. Your, your uh, coach came on yesterday. He said uh, very likely that uh, it will be Ben Goldbrunson at quarterback again this week. What have you seen from 
from Ben in practice. Uh, last week, two weeks ago, he starts against Stanford, gets a start against Washington State. How, how much more comfortable is he looking to you this week maybe than a couple of weeks ago? Uh, ben, he looks good. He looks comfortable, you know, like he always has. He looks sharp. You know, he, like, he's taking command out there, like you said. You know, obviously how valuable, you know, that game time experience was for him. So, you know, ben, Ben's been looking sharp. He's been looking good. And I'm excited to see what he does this weekend. All right. Uh, before you go, what's going on with Jamba and you? You still have your Jamba available if people want to go in and get the Jaden Grant special? Yeah, the, the Bubba Jam is still available. Um, I, I don't know how long it's going for or whatever, but, but it's been good. It's been a cool, cool experience, and I'm, I'm still getting it daily. <laughs> are, you, are you getting feedback? Do people uh, say text you, your friends, go, hey, I just got the, uh, the uh, what do you call it? it it's called Jaden's Bubba Jam. Jaden's Boba Jam. Uh, do your friends text you and say that they they got it, or do they are they going in yeah. another direction? Yeah, yeah, they usually text me or, or tag me in a picture or something like that. So it's it's been funny. All right, Jaden, uh, we wish you the best. We'll talk to you next week. Uh, go get another one, and uh, we'll be talking about getting to win number seven next week. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. I appreciate you having me. All right, Jaden Grant, there he is, Top Gun. You definitely have to see Top Gun in the theater if you haven't seen it yet. If you haven't seen it yet, you know, I, 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 my first thing for you would be to say, hey, I'm glad you came out of your coma. My second thing would be get, go see it in the theater. Don't see it at home for the first time. Go to the theater. It's still out there in some places. Love that interview with Jaden Grant. We're going to talk about the college football picks for the week coming up. I'll give my final picks, locking them in. Steven will give his as well. We'll talk at 4.15 with Dan Lanning, Oregon's football coach. So I want you here for it. Spread the word if you are a Duck fan. You know a Duck fan. You probably do know one. Uh, whoever just came to mind, I want you to text that person and say, hey, get to the uh, radio station, 7.50 the game in Portland, 10.50 in Eugene, 9.60 in Klamath Falls, 14.90 in Roseburg. Uh, get to that station. Dan Lanning coming up in the 4 o'clock hour. Leave it here. Back to the Bald Face Truth with John Canzano on 750 The Game. All right, let's talk about our picks. Yesterday we uh, we gave our leans. Today we may, we lock them in. Our final answer is reach, as Philbin used to say. Uh, Steven, yesterday we talked about our picks, and by the way, um, I did a little more research on home teams in the Pac-12 conference. Uh, home favorites in the Pac-12 are 30-1 and this season, have won 30 of the 31 games outright. The only loss by a home favorite in the Pac-12 this season came when Arizona State lost to, I believe it was Western Michigan. The home favorites in the Pac-12 also cover the point spread a whopping 71% of the time. They are 22-9 against the spread. Uh, home favorites, big time. Keep that in mind. We're going to start with UCLA at Oregon, 1230 on Fox. Uh, the uh, home field advantage in this one, uh, it, it, uh, the home favorite in this one is Oregon, favored by six points now. I've seen the spread go from... Six and a half to five and a half, back up to six. It's bouncing around a little bit, but this is Oregon's second chance to make a first impression. 
That first impression was 49-3. to Georgia, in week one, didn't go well. I think Dan Lanning's going to be locked in. I think his team's going to be locked in. We're going to talk to him coming up in about a half hour. I have a lot of respect for Chip Kelly and what he's done this season. But give me the Ducks at Autzen Stadium. I have, uh, I have a score now. Didn't have a score yesterday. My score is Oregon 38, UCLA 31. I think Oregon wins and covers. Yeah, uh, I'm going to disagree with you. I, I still think UCLA is going to cover the number. If I can get six, I think that would be great. Um, you know, I, I agree with you. I think Oregon's going to get the win. Uh, I just think UCLA is going to stay within that number, and it may just be six. It may be three, but um, it should be a really good game. You know, These two styles of teams, they've played really well all season long. They've been pretty physical at the front line, so uh, I think UCLA will be ready for the challenge. Real test of a team that hasn't been on the road yet, really. UCLA's only road game at Colorado against a, uh, a team that is very good at home. So I think that's that's what tips me there. Arizona State's at Stanford, 1 p.m. on the Pac-12 Network, second game of the day. Stanford went on the road last week and beat Notre Dame. Arizona State, though, I think is a bad matchup for the Cardinal. This is my upset pick of the week. I am uh, Stanford's favored by three. I'm taking Arizona State 31, Stanford 30. Close game. Mock me if I'm wrong, but I think Arizona State gets the road win. I agree with you. I think Arizona State uh, is the more talented team, and I know Stanford just went on the road to beat Notre Dame, but it was a very ugly game. I think Arizona State can score some points. I'm not sure, uh, I'm not confident enough in Stanford to score enough points with Arizona State. So I agree with you. I think Arizona State uh, wins outright. So give me the points and uh, the money line. Colorado at Oregon State, 5 p.m. Pac-12 Network. Buffaloes looked better last week. Won their first game of the season. By the way, this, the uh, over-under on win total for Colorado was 0.5. If you add the over, you won. Uh, they, but they ran a new defensive scheme last week, and I thought it confused a Cal team that hasn't been great on offense most weeks. I don't think Oregon State gets fooled by this. I think Oregon State is also very good at home. They're 8-1 and one in their last nine games at Reeser Stadium, the only loss being that three-point loss to USC. Uh, it'll be Ben Goldbertson at quarterback for the third straight week. I think this might be a breakout game for Goldbertson. And while the offense isn't built to score, I think they move the ball just fine. And I will not be surprised if Oregon State scores a touchdown on defense. Oregon State is a 24-point favorite. I'm picking them to cover that. Again, the trend is your friend. The home favorites have been great. I have at Oregon State 34, Colorado 7. Yeah, yesterday I, I was leading Colorado, but yeah, after digging in a little more, I'm going to switch my side here. So this is my official pick. I am going to take Oregon State. I'm going to lay the points, and I'm with you. Um, you know, I just don't. I, you know, I know the offense isn't great for Oregon State, but that Colorado defense seemed really, really pumped up to play in that game in Boulder against against Cal. Um, and how much can Colorado really score? I'm with you. Oregon State's yeah. defense at home has been unbelievable, way better than on the road. I believe 20 points better. It's like 33 points compared to 13 points a game. So how many can Colorado really get? This could be, you know, a 31-7 to type game, 31-3 yep. to type game. Uh, I think Oregon State gets the win and the cover. Look at Colorado's point totals this season. This is what really tips me. And plus, I also looked at uh, Oregon State's performance at home versus the spread and away versus the spread, Oregon State is 15.5 points better at home when it comes to their performance against the spread. So keep an eye on that. They're just a better team at home. But look at Colorado's uh, season. You know, you look at the games they've played. You know, they got 10 points on Air Force. They got 13 on TCU. They got 7 on Minnesota. They got 17 on UCLA. They got 20 on Arizona. 
and they got 20 in overtime against Cal. They only had 13 at the end of the regulation. So I'm looking at Oregon State's defense, and I just don't see more than a touchdown for for Colorado. Yeah, and, does Colorado yeah. score two touchdowns? Like, if, if Colorado is to cover, they have to score probably 14 points, I would yeah. guess. Like, can they get yeah. two touchdowns? I don't think they can. US, I don't think they US, can. USC barely got that, so I don't think Colorado can. I, I also think there's a chance Colorado gets shut out in this game. I think I think it could be like a 28 nothing game, something like that. And also the motivation for Oregon State, get that 6-2, and two, get that guaranteed bowl game early in the season. Like you said, still have a chance for the Pac-12 title game. I think Oregon State has a lot to play for. Washington is at Cal in the nightcap, 7.30 on ESPN. I, I, have, I have no idea what to do with Cal. They're a mystery wrapped in an enigma, wrapped in a question. And uh, the Huskies have not been great on defense. But Cal feels like the perfect matchup to me. They're just inept enough on offense that I think Washington will handle them. And, you know, I looked at the stats, the conference stats. You know, Cal is historically has been a really good defensive team. They're more middle of the pack this year. Washington is the best passing offense in the conference. They will not be stopped this week. Unless Washington turns the ball over, Cal's not winning this game. Washington's a road favorite by 7.5. I have them covering. 34-24 is the score. Washington wins it. Again, I'm going to change this one again. I had Washington yesterday. I'm going to switch mine over to Callum and take the points. <laughs> seven and a half. And this is the reason why, and I was thinking about this, is Justin Wilcox, as much as I like him as a coach, when Cal seems to play really well, it's when it comes out of nowhere, right? When they went to Notre Dame, they were double-digit dogs. They cover almost win. Um, when they were big-time favorites over at UNLV, they almost lost straight up in that game. And then same as last week, double-digit favorites on the road against Colorado. They lose straight up. This is a game where they're getting absolutely no respect right now. Seven-and-a-half-point home road dogs. I think this is a spot where Wilcox somehow gets it together and just hangs it, keeps it close. I think Washington wins the game. But this is a spot where Wilcox gets the Cal Bears in a spot where you're just not expecting them to do anything, they come out and they play well. I think Cal uh, stays within the number, but Washington does get the win. There you go. There's your picks. Now let's go back through those four games. Which one, if you had to say you pick one game that you feel great against about, which one is the one that you feel strongest about? Let's rank them one to four. What's your top game that you feel strongest about? Uh, my top game would be Arizona State. I, I think that Stanford uh, is getting a little – uh, a little too much credit for beating Notre Dame and on the road. It didn't. It wasn't an impressive win by any means. I think Notre Dame is struggling themselves. Arizona State, since they fired Herm Edwards, they've actually been solid. They haven't been terrible like we thought they might be. So I think Arizona State's just more talented than Stanford. Um, so I think they're going to win uh, straight up. The one I feel best about is uh, Oregon State over Colorado. I think I just don't see Colorado scoring in that game, and I. I have a feeling Ben Gobernson is going to have a big step forward week after starting his third game. Um, the Oregon-UCLA game is interesting to me because, to me, it's either the second or third strongest game that I feel. Like, Chip Kelly makes me a little uneasy. You know, Dorian Thompson-Robinson makes me a little uneasy. You know, I started researching Chip Kelly in those big games, and, you know, he, everybody remembers, like, the game against Auburn for the national championship or the, you know, the week one game against LSU the following season and you know you remember like those big stage games that he didn't win but I was looking back at the conference games like playing Halloween night against USC with game day there or playing Stanford the next season or going to Stanford two seasons later Chip Kelly was very good in those games and it gave it gives me a little pause because you know big game big game coach 
but uh, you know, maybe there's some similarities between some of the coaching staffs that he was up against that were maybe a little younger, a little inexperienced in some cases, but certainly not with David Shaw at Stanford, and you know, those were great matchups. So I'm just I'm a little uneasy about my Oregon UCLA pick, but I have to make a pick in. I just feel like the home field matters big time. And if this game were at the Rose Bowl, I might flip it. I might flip the score and pick UCLA. But I think this game being at Autzen Stadium, it just it tips it all the way for to Oregon for me. Yeah, uh, I agree with you. Or I had Oregon usually as my third most confident. And you know, yesterday I picked Colorado, but just digging into it more and just talking about it, I, I have a lot of confidence in Oregon State to cover that number. So that would be my number two game. But I'm with you on the Oregon UCLA game. This home field matters a lot. Uh, the fact that UCLA hasn't had, you know, they played at Colorado, but they haven't had that true road test yet. Uh, it is unknown how they're going to react to that. We've seen teams so far in the Pac-12, you know, fail that test, go on the yeah. road and not play very well. I mean, USC played well at Utah, but did not play well at Oregon State. We saw uh, Washington play really poorly at UCLA. So how does UCLA react to that tough environment? Game day is going to be there. Uh, the biggest game in Chip Kelly's UCLA career Going back to Oregon, it's going to be a tough one. I, I don't have a great feel on that one as well. Yeah, and I look at the road games. I'll even go as far as, you know, Oregon State looked terrible when they went to Salt Lake City and they yeah. played at Utah. And in USC was a different team playing at Research Stadium than than they have been playing at the L.A. Coliseum. And, and you know, I'll even say, uh, you know, we watched Oregon go to Georgia. It was a road game. Even though that wasn't Georgia's home stadium, that was a road game in Atlanta. Uh, I just think there's a, there's a big difference between – this game being played, uh, you know, even Utah going to the Rose Bowl against UCLA. Utah looked terrible in that game. And so I think that, you know, I'm I'm leaning into the home field here. And it really makes me sad that there's not a balanced schedule in the Pac-12. Like, that USC doesn't have to play Oregon or Oregon doesn't have to go to the Coliseum and play USC. Like, that's the missing piece here as we're evaluating. Like, I started looking at tiebreakers again, and then I, I realized it's a ball of yarn right now. Like, there's too many teams. There's five teams that have two losses or less in conference play. You can't you can't do the tiebreakers on that right now because some of the tiebreakers are if they are all if there's multiple teams tied, what is the record against the next highest rated team? It's just a mess right now. So, um, you know, I think we're going to have a clearer picture on this thing in about 2 weeks. We're going to know like it's down to these three teams, two or three teams, but right now there are about eight teams that still can mathematically get there. There's really nine teams that mathematically can get there of the 12 in the conference. So I just don't think it's worth playing that game right now. But I'll say this, the winner of UCLA Oregon is in pole position and, and sitting pretty heading to you know the rest of the season. And you know the team that I think is most dangerous that is not involved in this game is clearly USC. Because USC still has UCLA on the schedule. And if USC wins out, they're very likely in Vegas. And you know the only scenario in which they do not end up uh, in Vegas is a scenario where there's multiple teams tied at the top and maybe it comes down to the game they played at Utah last week. But USC very much in control of their destiny, so is UCLA, so is Oregon. To this point, everybody else is going to need help in some form or fashion. All right, I want you to leave it here. Our big splash is coming up. Dan Lanning in the 4 o'clock hour. Why don't you hear for it? We interrupt this broadcast with a special announcement from the Bald Face hey, Sorry to interrupt the podcast, but if you want to listen to more of the Bald Face Truth Radio Show, including more of this segment that you're listening to, make sure you subscribe on SoundCloud and iTunes to the Bald Face Truth Radio Show. Thanks for listening.